Chapter 1. Sydney. Finals week hit me like a gust of wind, and before I knew it, I was cramming for my last round of college exams and trying to convince my mother to let me move back home after graduation. It was 1991, and she'd just started taking Prozac that year, so there was hope. A couple months earlier, after attending Purdue's Spring Career Day, I sent my resume to five hotels in the Chicago area and was offered an entry-level job at the Intercontinental on Michigan Avenue. I was due to start August 1st of that year, but had to get through finals, graduation, and potentially another summer living at home with that woman. I knew my Spanish exam would be the hardest because I barely paid any attention in that class, so I dedicated the most studying hours to that particular subject. Thursday night, as the intricacies of foreign grammar loomed heavily on me cerebro, it occurred to me that I hadn't had my period in a while. How that uncertainty popped into my head at that particular moment, I have no idea. My conscience had snuck up behind me, tapped me on the shoulder, and derailed my train of thought. I remembered the last time I'd had it, though, because I was trapped in an English-lit lecture hall with no panty liner, no tampon, and no break for an hour. As soon as the bell rang, I sprinted to the bathroom, only to discover the tampon dispenser hadn't been refilled since the turn of the century— it was a long, slow walk home with a wad of parchment-like toilet paper shifting around in my panties. I grabbed my day planner and started flipping back through the pages to check the date of that lecture. The topic was Wicked Women, and it was exactly eight weeks before finals. A small cloud of wicked panic moved in overhead as I realized I might be pregnant. I grabbed the phone book and dialed the number for Walmart. The woman who answered told me they were open until 10 o'clock every evening, which meant I had exactly 25 minutes to get there. Unlike my mother's support, my menstrual cycle was always something I could count on, which is why I quickly abandoned my books that night and drove to the nearest, yet not so near someone might see me, superstore. I convinced myself during the 15-minute ride that I was not pregnant. It had to be the stress of finals, the end of college anticipation, and starting my big girl job that was causing my ovaries to rebel. However, there was not a chance I would get through exam week without confirmation either way. The Walmart was just off State Road 52 and noticeably cleaner than the one back home. When I arrived ten minutes before closing, it was nearly empty, with the exception of a few weary people in the checkout lanes. I raced past them toward the sobering and well-lit pharmacy aisles and managed to find the pregnancy tests, ironically, right next to the contraceptives. It took me all of four minutes to grab one, pay for it, and make my way out of there with nary a judgmental glance from the sales clerk. I tossed the bag in the passenger seat next to me and sped home. My phone was ringing as I put the key in the door, but I ignored it and let the answering machine pick up. My instinct was to grab it because I hadn't heard from Ethan in three days, but I needed to stay focused on clearing my mind and getting back to my studies. The caller did not leave a message. Once the bag was in my hands, I seized the box, dropped the receipt on the floor, and began to read the instructions. Since I hadn't paid any attention to what brand I snatched off the shelf, I needed to know exactly what type of signal would inform me that I wasn't pregnant. It was a first response test, and after unfolding the origami-like instruction booklet, I learned that my ultimate goal was to see one pink line upon completion. One pink line, one pink line, one pink line. First, remove the stick from the foil wrapper and remove the overcap. Easy enough. 
Second, hold the test stick by the thumb grip with the result window facing away from you. Done. Third, place the absorbent tip in your urine stream for exactly five seconds. Damn. I sat the test stick down on the edge of my pedestal sink and went to grab a Diet Coke and a no-dose. I drank half the can as fast as I could without inflicting brain freeze and then waited. I wasn't sure which would be more stressful, waiting to pee or waiting for the results. My phone rang two more times, but I continued to let the machine answer it. The third time it was Jenna, but I couldn't take her call either. Instead, I threw a scrunchie in my hair, took the small white stick in my hand, and sat on the toilet with my sweatpants balled up around my ankles. The box said five seconds exactly, so I began to count as soon as I felt my bladder relax and release. One one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand, four one thousand, five one thousand.